Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today is actually an episode that has been asked for. So if you ever look at the podcast up on Spotify, you can comment or you can message about other episodes that you are looking for. And that's exactly what this person did about two or three weeks ago. So I've actually only spotted this feature recently on the podcast and it comes in because it's linked to my personal Facebook, it's not linked to my work Facebook, that it comes in and you guys can ask questions. So the questions that kind of came in about three weeks ago was in response to episode 364, which should you give up alcohol to lose weight? So I need, I think it's important to kind of have context, context on that. And what this person, I'm not going to name the person just because... And what they said was very interesting. You mentioned briefly about losing weight for an event. So would you do a podcast on losing weight or toning up for an event or a holiday? And I'm surprised I haven't done this yet because sometimes I think I spoke to Brian Keane about this when he was on the podcast for maybe the third time. Maybe he mentioned this about kind of where I'm very kind of like the philosophical, holistic losing weight for the right reasons and trying to find that balance and without restricting okay so but when it comes to losing weight for a holiday or an event there's a couple of things that kind of crop up for people and i think it's it's important to think of it in a way that if you look at every other approach that you've ever taken when you're looking to diet before a holiday or an event you if you were to actually review and look back at what the approaches that you've ever taken, they you probably wouldn't let your family do them. You probably wouldn't let your kids do them. Probably wouldn't let your friends do them. But they read like a, a connect the dots of a diet trend. They read like a connect the dots of punishing workouts. They read like a dot of fad diet restriction, restriction to oblivion. That's essentially what it looks like. But you're not alone on this. And I think it's really, really common for people to do that. And I can't tell you how many times here on DMs or when new clients kind of come in that they say that I've, I need to lose 10 pounds before insert event or I need to lose 20 pounds before insert event. And in either a wedding or it's getting married themselves or their bridesmaid or best man at a wedding or they're going on holiday with the girls or their friends or their family and they want to look the best they ever can. And it seems like that every time we have something important kind of come up, we want to jump on to the latest fad diet, the latest kickstart metabolism booster bullshit that's out there and want to kind of get into really, really big progress with the gym and running or just kind of like a kind of like a big boost to what we actually have been doing. And then you start to Google articles on five-step plan to lose 10 pounds in one week emergency bikini body program or workouts and how to lose weight for fast for holidays but and i think it's important to look at it from a point of view of it's okay to want to lose those extra few pounds or two three four five six seven eight nine ten pounds for yourself because if you think about it, it makes sense that we usually want to present our best selves to the world, all right? So if you're heading to a wedding 
or to a school reunion or to reunite with old friends or you're planning on getting into a bikini and looking feel confident showing that extra skin on the beach we want to feel good about ourselves we ultimately want to be accepted that's what's generally driving a lot of things and we want to be respected but it's human nature and it's 100% normal and okay to actually want these things and it kind of took me a while to kind of figure this out and it took me a while to kind of figure out how to verbalize this but I think it's important and I think it's it's important message because I want to make sure it comes across in a holistic measure but also in a measure that doesn't sound condescending so I was recently on holiday um with my partner and we went away to a kind of a hotel that had some pool beside it and there was a beach near it as well and we took a few days and it was kind of all about kind of relaxing and chilling out and didn't train at all on us kind of we're walking around the place and kind of seeing things and all that kind of stuff and I would say this is probably the first time in my life I probably didn't need to change myself for it I didn't feel I needed to do a like eight week cut I didn't feel like I needed to do a four-week shred. I didn't feel I needed to increase my exercise. I didn't feel I needed to increase my workouts. I didn't feel I needed to restrict in any way. This time felt a little bit different in that I had absolutely zero interest in changing myself to fit into an expectation of what I should look look like on a holiday. I've been leaner. I've also had a lot more muscle on me or look like I had a lot more muscle on me at times. Right now, for the first time in probably a long time, I'm quite content about how I look, about how I'm feeling, how my body is actually able to work for me. And it's allowing me to play football again for another season in my mid to late 30s. I'm at a place of self-acceptance. I'm at a place of maintaining a consistent fitness level. Like we had a team night out there on Saturday and we're already planning for pre-season. They've asked me to look after their pre-season for them. And I'm actually, on the time recording this, I'm actually one of the lads in the back of it has asked me to meet up with him tonight and start the pre-season with him early. Because yes, we're kind of like, at times we're rivals for the same position, but if he's pushing me and I'm pushing him, there's only one winner out of the whole thing and that's fitness. That's us that we're able to push ourselves out a little bit harder. But I think that has come with an awful lot of work for that acceptance piece and that whole maintaining a consistent fitness level. So this leads ultimately to the first point is you need to give yourself enough time. Too many people and this might sound too obvious, that when people think of holiday, when they think of vacation, when they think of going into a wedding or getting ready for some sort of an event that's kind of coming up, they can ultimately sabotage themselves by not by their efforts. I don't think that's where the sabotage comes in for an awful lot of people, in my opinion. I generally think the sabotage comes in for an awful lot of people is when they're, they put an end date 
onto their weight loss. And the second one is that they put a, sometimes what can happen is people to put too much of an unrealistic expectation of what's gonna happen at that time. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is give yourself enough time. So one of the big things that can happen is when people are going to on a holiday, they'll generally like three weeks or two weeks beforehand, they'll completely utterly panic and be like, well, I need to get ready for this, I need to get ready for this, I need to get ready for this. Now, I've never seen that work very, very well. And I think if you've been consistent for throughout the year, it's a little bit easier to to manage things. But if you're someone who has never really worked on their relationship with food or the self-acceptance or unstop that yo-yo dieting thing, a fast, quick diet is not going to be working for you very quickly. And it's not going to get you very far because yes, it will get you to your holiday, but what do you do afterwards? What's next? So when I talk about giving yourself enough time, I would say a pretty decent lead in time is probably about the kind of eight to 12 weeks lead in time for yourself before a holiday. Anything shorter than that, I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Six weeks is probably the limit, but it's also how aggressive you want to go. When people say, when I think of aggressive in my head and what other people are going to be thinking is 1,200 calories. I never condone 1,200 calories unless it's like someone who is a very small in stature or whatever it may be. But that's a very, very different beast or completely. Because 1,200 calories realistic is what a four-year-old girl needs. And that's the nutritional requirements for them. So one thing that you need to look at is how long of a lead time have you got into your holiday? And that leads into the second point, which is you need to be realistic. So if you're someone that kind of, what can typically happen is I've got a holiday in four weeks or I've got a fitness photo shoot in four weeks. I need to lose 10 pounds to do that. And I'm kind of like, well, 10 pounds is quite an awful lot of weight in to lose in four weeks. So what a realistic weight loss goal is, I would look at it from a point of view of looking what you're you're kind of losing on average. I would say a safe place to lose in a eight, 12 week period would be half a pound to a pound of weight loss on average a week. That keyword is average. It's not gonna go down every day. It's not gonna go down every week, particularly if, if you have a menstrual cycle, okay? So realistically in those 10 weeks, depending on your starting point and you're losing a pound on average a week, that could be 10 pounds. If you don't have 10 pounds to lose, what you could ultimately do is 10 pounds by half a pound is five pounds a week. Well, sorry, five pounds in that total. So it depends on what your starting point is. So you need to be realistic. Is this going to be a really, really quick fix to what your the, the, the holiday is and what do you do afterwards? So you need to be really, really, really realistic on what you want to do and what you want out of it. And you need to have a plan for what's, what's afterwards as well. I believe, people may not believe, and that's cool. But I do think when I talk to my clients about coming back from holidays, those who are solely doing it for a holiday, I will always encourage them to have some sort of exit plan for the four weeks generally afterwards so that they have self-care, that they're not being themselves up so they know that they can just use the tools again. But if you're going for solely a holiday purpose and that's all you want out of this, 
then it's a very different conversation. If you're someone looking to improve a relationship with food, I probably wouldn't encourage this this measure. But if you're someone who's just looking, knowing that this is the outcome, this is the goal, this is what you want to try and do, and you know you're probably going to put on weight afterwards and you are okay with that, that's okay. And that's completely up to you. But you need to be realistic with giving yourself enough time. You need to be realistic what a decent rate of weight loss is for you in that time. If you were to say, well, I want to lose 20 kg in four days, I'm like, there's literally no way in hell that's going to happen. That's literally no way how that's going to happen. So think about it. Like, Give yourself enough lead-in time. Give yourself a decent kind of measurable goal for yourself with your weight loss. The third one is I would recommend to make sure that you are taking progress pictures and you're bringing in measurements into it. So why are progress pictures so, so important? Progress pictures and measurements are really, really important because they allow you, they, they educate you. So your progress pictures are what you look like in a moment in time, okay? So if you are taking a progress picture, the first one is always difficult. Don't get me wrong. I remember taking them for when I've had coaches before. They are difficult to take. But I will always say this to clients and if they don't want to take the progress picture, that's cool. Would I encourage most of them to do it? Yes, depending on what kind of journey they're on. But what that allows them to do is take a picture week one, week four, week eight, week 12, week 16, week 20, whatever, however long they're staying with me on. And if the weight isn't going down, what are the other metrics that you have in place? So you're solely relying on a piece of plastic to give you validation for your efforts. But maybe the weight's not going down. Maybe you've hit a plateau. I don't think most people know what a plateau is. I don't think most people have hit a plateau. I just think that maybe there's a few things that need to be tweaked. I would, I would be looking at what your approach is if you've hit a plateau. I'd be like, right, have you been 80% adherent? Have you taken into account your menstrual cycle? Have you taken into account of, are you hitting your steps? Are you doing everything that's possible? Are you within an 80% adherent? And if you're not, I would try to get a little bit more adherent first before going into restriction mode. If you have nothing has changed measurements wise or photos wise or weight wise in two weeks, we'll then maybe change things by 100, 150 calories. If you can hear that rain, I sincerely apologize. That's, the skies have just opened up so I can hear it banging on the window. But with the, with the photos, if the weight isn't going down, you can look at your progress pictures and say, holy crap, these are actually going down. I've had that conversation a good bit with the clients who are in the female fat loss program because they're taking the measurements, they're taking the photos, they're taking their weight and they're taking on the weight on average, okay? But with the progress pictures, they're doing them every week one, week four and week eight, okay? So it's an eight week program. And what they're doing is they may see like the, the scales going down but in their head it's not going down enough. I'm kind of like, right, look at your picture on, on week four and they're like, holy crap, okay, like, okay. Then it happens again week six or week seven gets a little bit more impatient and then week eight kind of like there's your picture and then their heads like oh my god i can't believe the difference in my measurements i can't believe the difference in my photos so the weight will do what it wants the scales will do what it wants we can't control that but with the photos and the measurements they're better indicators of fat loss so the scales will only measure weight loss so it'll only measure our weight at that moment in time okay doesn't mean we're less of a person or more of a person what it means is it's giving us a metric but what most people realize and what they use the scales for is a validator for their efforts. 
they're not even looking for a certain weight, majority of people. What they're looking for is a downward trend to validate their efforts so that they're going in the right way. And then when that metric isn't going the right way for them or the way they want to, which is down, they're not happy. They're saying, well, I'm putting all this effort in, so I might as well give up. And I'm kind of like, no, no, that's when you need to look at it from a perspective point of view and look at it from a point of view of maybe changing something or look at your adherence and rather than just throwing in the, the towel completely. But the measurements are better indicators of fat loss. So take your biggest, get a measuring tape. It can be the one that's in Christmas crackers. It can be the old school one that you, the builders use, or it can be the one that tailors use, okay? So take a measurement on the biggest part of your quad. Take a measurement on your hip. So find your hip bone and do it that way. Take the measurement on your biggest part of your glute and wrap it around your waist. Take a measurement across the nipple line take a measurement on your arm so on the bicep which is the front of the arm and if you want you can do it on your neck as well but generally your quad your hip your glute your arm your chest are the main metrics that i would look for and i would do those i measure those every maybe week or every couple of weeks and you'll spot that your measurements are kind of going down i find that a great way to kind of i used to do it in inches and some people do it in inches. I prefer to do it in centimeters because the changes are bigger. And if clients see that the changes are bigger, they'll get more buy-in and that's why I do it. Neither way is wrong, inches or centimeters. It's whatever way suits you. That's why I do it in centimeters, okay? And then you'll be able to see over time what your measurements are going down, which as a byproduct means your clothes are gonna fit you better. And that means you're less reliant on the scales and more of how you're feeling, which is more important, okay? That's more important. So give yourself enough time. Be realistic with your, your goal. You need to look at it from a point of view, taking photos and measurements. If you're doing photos, put it onto your bed, put it onto a timer, do one from the front, one from the side, and one from the back. Don't do it in a kind of not clean mirror or in a room that's really, really messy. Put it onto your bed, put it onto a timer, or get someone else to take the photos. Do the weigh-in, the measurements, the photos, First thing in the morning, having gone to the bathroom for number two, fasted, no water. Do it at the same time. And that way you're getting a little bit more of a metric. If you're doing it in the evenings, it's going to be dark one. You're going to have had food all day. You are going to be a little bit more bloated from food, which is completely normal. And it won't be a realistic option for you. And you could feel defeated if you see a little bit more bloat. There will be more bloating at certain times of your cycle as well. Okay. The next one I would aim for is, right, it's the summer season and... A lot of people are struggling to navigate how busy it is. I look at my social calendar now for the next three, four months. Weddings, stags, lads are coming back um, from being away for a very long time, uh, holidays, etc. So trips away, just weekends away or whatever it may be. But one of the big things that I would recommend to try and do is set up this. The next one, number four, is set up for a weekly calorie average. So what does this mean? It means if you think of it like money, it's your budget for the week. So say if you have a target of about 2000 calories a day, all right, people will freak out with that number because they believe they're addicted to restriction. That's essentially what a lot of people are. So 2000 calories a day, multiply seven days in a week, that's 14,000 calories, okay? So if you, in order for you to be in a deficit, 14,000 calories is what your budget is for the week. If you overspend on Monday and Tuesday, 
say by 3,000 calories on Monday, 3,000 calories on Tuesday, that means you've had 6,000 calories out of your 14,000 calories, which means you've 8,000 calories to spread amongst the rest of the week in order to still be into your deficit, okay? If that is the case, and that could be on your weekends, that may mean that you need to adjust your budget slightly for the weekends events and stuff like that. So what I would recommend to do is if you are, say, I don't like giving calorie targets to people I don't know, I don't work with. As a safe place for people who are calorie counting, which you do not have to do, it's not the greatest tool for everyone. As a safe recommendation for some people, if they, I don't, I'm reluctant to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway, because I know there's gonna be questions kind of coming in straight away. If you are, say, over 95 kg, or say 90 kg, we'll go for 90 kg, your calorie deficit will be give or take in and around, if you're over 90 kg, your calorie deficit will be in and around 1,800 to 2,000 calories, depending on how active you are. I've based that off someone who's not very active and someone who is potentially getting in around six or 7,000 steps a day. Okay, you may need to adjust that. If you are someone who is less than kind of like, or 89 kg down, you may need to go for around 16 to 1800 calories. They're safe ranges for people that are normally what are beneficial to people that aren't restrictive, that aren't gonna allow them to go off the rails completely and allow them to have that implosion mode that will set them up for success majority of the time, depending on where that person is at. As a byproduct of those, those deficits are set up for half a pound to a weight loss a week on average. If that person has been adherent. I'm reluctant to give those numbers because I know what's going to happen through my DMs. I know what's going to happen from potential clients. They'll enter in those numbers and aim for those. Okay. So if you are, say, on say the 1800 to 2000 calorie mark, and you want to go out in the weekend, you've got drinks out with the friends or you've got a meal out or whatever it may be. I would say a safe number to bank calories, which is save calories throughout the week would be 10%. So if you've got 2000 calories to spend every day, 10% of that is 200, 200 minus 2000 equals 1800. So I would aim for 1800 calories for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, your event is on Saturday. That means you get a thousand calories saved for Saturday and you could enjoy yourself and then you're back to 1800 calories on Monday and Tuesday of the following week to even things out for yourself. That's the way to do it. 10% is more than is more than what most people is what more any more than that is self self-destructive. So that weekly calorie average gives you that wither room for yourself to have those events and still see the progress. So anything over kind of 90 kg is in weight is probably around 1800 to 2000 calories and see how you get on and then anything kind of 89 and below is about 16 to 1800 like these are rough estimates you need to get tailored calories to you but they're rough guidelines they can work they may not work so don't come at me if they don't work my guess is ask yourself have you been adherent before you come at me about that i'm reluctant to do it but i've done it so that would be my recommendation on that if you do your weekly calorie average, you'll be in a much better place. So give yourself enough time, be realistic with your weight loss targets, take measurements and photos. And the fourth one is your weekly calorie average, okay? 
So what I would focus on for the first couple of weeks is with your weekly calorie average is maybe enter in your food into the, into the app the night before. Okay, what that allows you to do is see what foods you have planned in for, but it also allows you to see what wiggle room you have for the soul foods that you enjoy, like chocolate and ice cream and all that kind of stuff. So you can see, right, I've got 1600 calories with my main meals and I've got 200 or 300 extra calories and I'm still within my deficit to allow myself to have that chocolate. And that's the way I would work it. Okay, it allows wiggle room, still within your deficit and it helps you. The next one that you need to look at is the the protein so pro the only real macro that i work on with clients is the protein side of things so protein is helps to keep you fuller for longer it helps recovery from exercise it actually burns more calories through digestion so the body actually has to work harder to process it so it can help so i would look at trying to either getting protein with all your main meals. So protein is your chickens, your fishes, your Greek yogurts, your cottage cheeses, your beans, your lentils. Then there's the protein powders, Greek yogurts, all these kind of different variables. And try to get maybe three portions of that each day and see if that helps. And if once you've gotten three portions nailed each day, maybe 80% of the time over a two week period, add in a fourth portion into it. Rather than aim for a target, some people like the target, some people, the target can irritate them. Um, so I would just aim for the portion size of things and see how that works. And then once you've kind of got that for two weeks, then you bring a little bit more vegetables into it, do that for two weeks, 80% of the time, and then you can look at something else and bring that in, okay? The next one that I'd recommend is pick your poison. And what I mean by that is, if you are out in the piss every single weekend, it's going to be harder, it's going to be slower. It can be done, but you're going to have to be smarter with your weekly calorie average. Not more restrictive, but a little bit smarter. So if you're drinking every single weekend and you've got eight weeks until your holiday and you're going out every single weekend, you're going to probably get frustrated and beat yourself up. You don't need to and you shouldn't, but it's kind of asking yourself, right, do I need to go out in the piss every single weekend or is this going to help my goal? Look, it's an eight week, say if you've got holidays in eight weeks, there are events that you can say yes or no to. There are events that you can go to and not drink. There are events that you can go to and not have the three courses. It's it's kind of weighing up what's beneficial for your goal in that moment in time. It's not showing off that I'm on this diet, etc. It's asking yourself, right, is this going to help me to my goal? It's not being restrictive. It's weighing it up and saying, right, is this going to help me to get my goal? Or is the other question that I sometimes ask myself is, is this, is this helping me act like the person I want to become? So that could help someone. So it's picking your poison. Drinking every weekend won't help your goal realistically. It means that you have to be a little bit smarter with your calories during the week. If you want to do it, do it but it does make things a little bit harder and a little bit slower for you. So look at your social week calendar. If you set yourself a target of maybe 12 weeks, write out your tw- on your 12 weeks how many social events you've got coming up in those 12 weeks and look at how can you make, actually make a plan. And I always do that with clients, particularly the really busy ones, kind of make them write out an eight, 12 week block of what events they have coming up or how many meals out they've got coming up. Obviously there's spontane- spontaneous ones that kind of come up when they don't want to cook and they get a takeaway. 
I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the ones that are birthdays, christenings, Father's Day, all those kind of different things that are coming up. That's the ones I'm talking about. But if you're out three or four times a night for dinner and you are out two or three times a night for a drinks and stuff like that, it will be slower. It will be slower. So you need to be a little bit more realistic with your a decent rate for yourself. The, the next one is regarding exercise. So most people, when they start to go on a weight loss journey, is they, fo- they focus on exercise. First thing, it's like, how can I improve my exercise? Now, if you've been consistent over time, you don't need to worry about this. If you haven't been consistent over time, which is the C word that a lot of people struggle with, is you will need to figure out something that you enjoy. Now, weight lo- exercise doesn't burn that many calories. I'm going to let that sink in. Exercise doesn't burn that many calories. If you think of your total calorie burn on a daily basis, about 10% is through exercise. You actually burn more calories through digesting food. And protein in particular. Like 10%. You're worrying about 10 euro out of 100 euro rather than worrying about the other 90 euro. But if you're looking to exercise, figure out something that you enjoy and you'll stick to. Could it be weight training? Could it be going for classes? Could it be getting a program off a coach? Could it be swimming? Could it be tennis? Could it be walking the dog? Could it be walking in general? Figure out something that you enjoy. It's being realistic what you can do. So if you're someone that's never is going from a couch to 5k and never ran before in their lives, you're not going to be able to do six 5k's in a week. You're just not. You're not going to be able to do six gym sessions in a week. Your body just won't like it. You won't like it. And you're just setting yourself up for a fall straight away. So being realistic. Two, three times weight sessions a week is more than enough. So set yourself a goal of, right, you've got eight weeks to your to your holiday. Right, in order for me to be successful, I need to hit three sessions a week. So I'm going to have 24. So three by eight weeks equals 24 sessions in those eight weeks. If you notice after two or three weeks that you're only hitting two sessions a week, well, then that could be that three is too much for you. So you could be better off aiming for two sessions a week and that could set you up for success. So it's okay to reevaluate. It's okay to reassess. It's okay to change the, the plan. But rather than saying, I need to go to the gym to lose weight because I've never seen that work, is I'm going to the gym to get stronger. I'm going to the gym to get fitter. I'm going to the gym to get stronger. I'm going to the gym because I want to. I'm going to the gym because I want to get to a class. But if you are someone that's going to do all this to lose weight, I've never seen it work very long, long term. So if it's whether it's walking, whether it's tennis, whether it's swimming, whether it's going to the gym, make the target a metric that you will stick to that's achievable that's realistic that you're going to go two or three times a week do that for two weeks 80 percent of the time and then add in another session or just stick with your three sessions a week you don't need to do any more than two or three sessions a week realistically with your weights or your running or anything like that and then you can add in maybe more walks after you've done that for a little while the walks are what's going to help you an awful lot more for your mental health, your energy, your sleep, your mood. And when all those things are working for you, you'll eat a whole lot better. Have you ever noticed when you start to have more energy and feel a lot better and eat a lot better, you generally are probably exercising. And it's just a knock-on effect from that. 
Okay, so there's a good bit in this episode. I think the one of the big things that you need to look at is the reason why you want to look or feel your best. You need to look at it from that. You need to look at it from a point of yourself like it's not about falling on track or off track. It's not that's just that's not sustainable in any way. It's figuring out what's sustainable, it's easy to follow, it's enjoyable. And it's figuring out why you want to do it. Is it to look the best and feel that you want on the beach? Like you have to realize that no one actually cares what you look like on the beach. And genuinely, no one cares. If they have an issue, that's their own insecurity about themselves. That's not your job to match up to that expectation. That's not your role in life. Your role in life is to feel the best you want to and can. So that you're not restricting your food, that your impact or relationship of food is not dissipating and you're not feeling low on energy and your mood and your mental health is pretty good. So you need to look at why you want to do it. Why do you want to feel better in your clothes? Because I want to, I'm going, I want to feel confident. Why do you want to feel confident? Because I bought a new bikini. Why did you buy a new bikini? Why do you want to feel confident in it? Because I want to be able to play with my kids. Well, why do you want to play with your kids? Because they'll make memories. There is a reason why. And maybe you don't have that. Maybe it's more about you want to feel good and you're out with the, the your friends for holiday and you want to get the shift and get the ride or whatever it may be on the holiday and that's what you're looking for and that's cool if it's something about making memories with your family and friends you don't need to look like a certain way to do that but i know certain aspects of fitness and health can be really really confusing and i've tried to break this down as as easy and simple as possible but I would look at it from a point of view of if you have an event coming up, working with someone to navigate all of this with you is a hell of a lot easier. It's a hell of a lot easier to do it that way. If you're someone who is learning how to drive, you get a driving instructor and that helps you. You don't just jump in the car and try to drive yourself. It's learning that all these different areas of giving yourself enough time, being realistic, weekly calorie average, focusing on your why, thinking about measurements and your progress pictures, thinking about doing one thing at a time by adding fruit or protein in, picking your poison. What exercise do you actually enjoy doing? How many of those have you actually tried to bring in one at a time? So the first steps I would look at from that would be like, why do you want to lose weight? Number one. Number two is give yourself enough time. Look at when your holiday is and work your way back and say, right, what's a sustainable piece of weight loss for me for that? If you want to my fitness pal, it's probably going to say two pounds of weight loss a week. Now, realistically, is that sustainable? It might be what you want, but is it sustainable? Am I setting up myself up for a fall? Have you tried to do it before and it's been unsustainable? And if you were potentially doing a cut or a trying to lose weight for a holiday, look at what the role is afterwards what's the plan for afterwards maybe you're away for two weeks you're kind of like maybe i just need that little bit of support on when the weight goes up while i'm away like it's normal to be going up in weight when you're away that's completely utterly normal 
it's few and far between that clients have actually lost weight on holidays or whatever it may be. So it is completely normal. But berating and shaming yourself into it is not normal. Shaming and berating yourself into it afterwards is not helpful in any way. So maybe for when you come back, maybe having someone to be accountable to afterwards and kind of looking at it from a point of view is maybe just getting back into that theme of getting a shop in and focusing on regular meals when you come back. Now, if you don't want to count calories and don't want to do that weekly calorie average, three meals, two or three snacks a day and planning those and getting a shop in at the beginning of the week would be probably the best metric for someone who doesn't want to count calories. Not everyone has to. The episode is mainly based on people who count calories. But if you don't want to count calories, three meals, two or three snacks, you're like, oh, that's too simple. It can't be that easy. I must be struggling. I must need to be restrictive. This is too easy. This is too easy. I get that all the time with clients. But I'm kind of like, it's, it is easier than people think. It's when emotions, perfection, the all or nothing mindset comes into play. That's when it gets difficult. Nutrition as a concept is easy. But when we bring in behaviors and humans and mindset, etc., and belief systems, that's what complicates things for a lot, a lot of people. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please do tag me up on your story. If you're interested in working with me, click on the link in the show notes and we can book in a call. If you have any questions, ask the question on Spotify or pop me a DM and I'll be able to respond quicker via DM. If you have any questions, let me know. I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode.